If you're a virtual assistant who loves creating and managing content for your clients and you would like to take your skills to the next level, this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to talk about how to become a content manager. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. But first, this episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, and that's because our self-study program is now open. If you are one of the ones who've been DMing me, I cannot wait for October. I'm ready to go now. You're eager. You're motivated. You do well in a self-paced environment because you follow through. The self-study program is right for you. You can start learning digital marketing services and workflows right now. And you don't have to wait. You can enroll now. The link is in the show notes. This self-study program is heavily discounted, and it is meant for those of you who want to start making money ASAP. I'll see you inside the program. And if you decide you need to do the live program, you want more accountability, you want to partake in live calls and office hours, the live cohort is starting in October. You can get on the wait list with the link inside the show notes or go to udmaschool.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a, a fellow freelancer. I fell into this work back in 2009 when I was leaving my full-time communications director position to follow my Air Force husband across the country. And I just knew I didn't want to start over with a new media market to learn when it came to PR. I didn't want to have to sell myself in a community that didn't know who I was. So I took my first freelance client with me and never looked back. Now I have a six-figure business teaching women how to become digital marketing assistants, which is really a level one in this online space in marketing. Beyond that becomes other opportunities to niche and narrow down your focus. And today we're talking about a content manager, which is the next level of being a marketing assistant. I've loved this work because it's been able to PCS and move with me. I've been able to do it in the cracks of mom time. I really enjoy using both sides of my brain, being able to be both creative and analytical within marketing. I also love marketing because it lets you work ahead. It's not like you have to commit to office hours. Marketing projects are done in advance. You can batch, you can schedule, you can plan. It gives you the most freedom, which is really important to me as a mom of four. Now, for six years, I worked with Jennifer Allwood, who is a high-level business coach for creative entrepreneurs, and I was her content manager. So I was in charge of developing and executing a content strategy to grow her email list to be able to sell her courses and her memberships. That content strategy is what made her a million dollars. Having a pipeline of leads coming in who are opting into her funnels, who are consuming her content, falling in love with her, and then they're ready to buy when she opens cart. Jennifer was one of my first clients, and it was really fun because she had good content to work with, but she was also pivoting from creative to business coach. So she was a really fun client because I got to experience both worlds, like the business to business type of coach who's trying to attract other business owners and the B2C through her creative endeavors, especially with Pinterest. Before I go any further into how to become a content manager, how to level up from admin VA to a marketing VA to like a full-fledged content manager, I want to tell you about the Digital Marketers Workgroup. 
we are reopening our tight-knit referral community at the end of June. So if you go ahead and submit your application, we will let you know at the end of June and allow you to come in. Now, why would you want to join the work group? Well, if you need content marketing clients, if you want clients who need strategy and implementation when it comes to YouTube, Pinterest, social media, when it comes to launching their courses and building out their digital products to really capitalize on the audience movement and growth, then the work group can help you. We have advanced trainings. We also have a ton of job leads. Our community is small. There's no gatekeeping. We encourage and support each other. So go ahead and apply with the link inside this podcast description, or you can go to emilyreaganpr.com slash workgroup. I am all about claiming the job title you really want for the business that you are building. So kind of like we hear like dress for the position you want. If you want to be CEO material, if you want to be promoted to director or manager, then you dress the part, right? You don't come into the work office and dress like a slug. Same thing as with the job title. If you want to be a content manager, if you're already slightly involved with content, take that title right now. Same thing goes with tech specialist or copywriter, social media manager, video manager, whatever that is for you, affiliate manager, launch manager, claim that title because that is the fastest way to attract higher end clients is with the correct title and not the VA generic title. Now I teach marketing level one inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. And we need this foundation and this basis for moving forward, for understanding strategies, what our clients are trying to do, how to stoke the algorithms, what kind of things are we posting? If you need help putting it all together, the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School can help you do that. We talk about affiliate marketing, email marketing, social media. We talk about blogging and SEO. It's all inbound marketing, which we talked about on an earlier episode. This is the foundation that you need. Clients no longer want to train a brand new VA who has no idea what they're trying to do. This school, UDMA school, will help you become competitive. It will enable you to say yes to the jobs that come your way and not panic because you've got the resources and the training and the people behind you. So as a level one digital marketing assistant, you are taking your client's marketing plan and executing it. You are not the one coming up with the plan. You are not the strategist at this level. But what you'll find very quickly is that clients want you to do more. They expect you to take the lead. And this is a great opportunity for you to take leadership and show what you can do. Go ahead and own it. Go ahead and run with it. Run with it before you're ready. Now, as a content manager, you're responsible for creating, managing, publishing, and marketing the content to help your company or your clients grow their business. Usually what's happening in the online space is we're trying to grow our email list and our social media following, but it could also be another type of goal that your client's trying to achieve. Maybe they are trying to get page views so they can capitalize on affiliate marketing. Maybe they're trying to get page views so they can have better brand collaborations. Whatever it is, you and your client will figure out what the goals are, What are those tracking numbers, those KPIs that you need to be tracking to make sure you're reaching those goals? Now, DMA, a level one DMA is going to implement, whereas higher level, you start to come in with the management where you're responsible for the outcome for the system from start to finish, where you're managing other people and where you're reporting and tracking. And the manager level is really important because you can start taking credit for the results. You are taking credit for the strategy. It can still be collaborative, but you have more ownership. So don't be intimidated if you're just starting out and you're not there yet. Use your newer clients, your baby business owners, your low entry clients to get the experience to be able to step up in this role. 
So what is a content manager really? In a professional setting, the content manager is responsible for creating, managing, and publishing digital content. So you're overseeing a team of content creators, writers, designers, social media managers, and you're ensuring that the content aligns with the brand's messaging and goals. You also have to analyze that data to be able to optimize the content and improve engagement. You've got to understand how the different algorithms work. You've got to be able to understand how to read and track data which is why inside UDMA school, we talk about UTM links and Google Analytics. But your primary focus is to develop and execute the content strategy because clients are too busy. And you can't just throw content at the wall, be winging it and hope that it works. It's gotta be aligned with the business objectives. Content marketing is not sales. It's not outbound marketing, which is when you're paying for media placements, like in billboards, Facebook ads, Google ads, Pinterest ads, media spots, podcast spots, and sponsorships. What I want to encourage you, just like I taught inside the How to Become a Launch Manager episode, is to get in from the grassroots level. So if you're new to this, you have a different strategy. To those of you already telling your clients what to do, forming a plan and sticking with it, go ahead and take this role. Okay, so here's some steps you can take to become a content manager. One, develop your writing skills. You have to be able to write, which is why we had that copywriting series. That's why I told you about Michelle Hunter's virtual writer program. I'll link to resources for better copywriting. You have to have good writing. And the best way to become a good writer is A, read other people's stuff and pay attention, and B, practice, 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 practice. I have gotten better over the years, and I came to the table with a journalism background. It still is a skill that I'm constantly refining and honing. Okay, step two, hone in your research skills, because the heart of marketing is knowing your ICA, understanding their pain points, their buyer's awareness journey, what they need to do. So in the research, it also comes with understanding competitors, what they're doing, what are the strategic weaknesses and strengths and opportunities, like doing your SWOT analysis. Doing research on the clients so you better understand why your client has the best solution for their clients. Understanding their unique selling proposition. Okay, step three, you have to know content management tools. There are so many freaking tools, but you have to have a broad baseline of websites, social media schedulers, and project management tools like Asana, Trello, ClickUp, and all of that. So this is why we cover it inside Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School. We're setting you up to be a content manager. You get familiar with these tools, different ways to track them, different schedulers, and you use them to create, manage, publish, even repurpose. So many freaking tools. It's really easy to feel like tech overwhelm here. But what I find is most clients have something set up, but they appreciate when I can come in and say, hey, this would be more efficient. This works better. And so you just getting as much experience as possible in that grassroots level that we always talk about is key. Step four to becoming a content manager, you have to have a portfolio. You have to build a portfolio. Again, this is your way in with high-end clients as having high-end marketing assets. You want to be able to showcase your design skills, your writing skills, your content management skills, and even more, follow it through the data. Have case studies that show what worked. Demonstrate your expertise as a content manager within this portfolio. One of my strengths over the years has been Pinterest. I've had some pretty big Pinterest accounts that I've grown to upward toward 100,000 followers. And so tracking some of those skills, 
tracking those numbers and followers, showing the results that come from that Pinterest account, tracking it all the way through Google Analytics to show the outcomes is what makes me in demand. It's one of the reasons I have been booked out. Step number five to becoming a content manager, network with other content managers and marketers. And networking is the key. Talk about it all the time here on the podcast. This is why I created my own network with the Digital Marketers Workgroup. Networking lets people know what you do, who you serve, you can help each other and refer each other. So if you can't join my work group right now, there's other ways you can get involved in your community. You can fly to different conferences. You can join Facebook groups. You can get active even on LinkedIn profiles and LinkedIn groups and social media profiles. Connect with other professionals because they're the ones who are going to be your peer network who will be referring you. Think about strategic partnerships. Who does a content manager work well with? Website developers. Website developers are usually building the site and then passing in the buck, and then the clients need someone to fill it, right? To stoke the algorithms and publish regularly. Ads managers, they also don't want to keep doing the retainer work. That would also be a great partnership for you. If you're working as a virtual assistant right now, chances are you're already doing some of this marketing work. You're just not calling yourself a marketer. But if you're researching, writing blog posts, newsletters, social media content, if you're creating content calendars and schedules, if you're optimizing social media profiles and postings, if you are analyzing and reporting your content performance, and if you're collaborating with other designers and other team members, you are already stepping up into this role. Congratulations, it's time to claim it. You can already see why this is not an overnight process. And that's why this podcast is so good. And I'm so glad you're listening to it because I can give you the vision of different opportunities for you. It does take dedication. It does take trial and error. It does take hard work. It does take paying attention to what happens after you publish and post. Now, what I want you to do is come to your next client's meeting with ideas. What's working? It's going to be the sound of sweet, sweet relief when a teammate's like, hey, I think this would be a good opportunity. This is a ranking keyword. I think we should try this. Or let's survey and figure out what kind of content or where our clients are struggling so we can create more content to help them. Then you can use that content strategically in your funnels. You can repurpose it. You can use it within promotions. I think every single client there appreciated my ability to think what's the next thing. How can we get the click through? How can we reuse content we've already created? We have this podcast series. How can we embed it within similar content and get people to keep listening? So look at your client's best performing posts before the next meeting. Use those keyword tools. Look at the past surveys and assessments and data. They probably have been gathering this and they've just had no one to really comb through it. That's something you can do. And then figure out what's actually working. And my number one tip is to use UTM tracking links, which again is something we teach inside Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. You can see at the granular level what is converting. What are people signing up for and what are people buying from? What podcast episode? What blog post? What social media post? If you can come to your clients with a UTM strategy like we have in EDA School, you will see that you can quickly command the $30, $40, $50 an hour range there. Hey, I'm interrupting my own show to ask, have you taken my quiz? If you're wondering how to combine your services and skills in a unique, unicorn-esque way, then take my quiz to open your eyes to the possibilities. You can see where you fit in to this whole online business world. 
This quiz is based on the DISC personality. It will be unique to you. I'll take what you're good at, what you already know, plus your personality traits and give you suggestions on how to adapt to the online space and combine your uniqueness in a way that makes you totally hireable and an in-demand unicorn. Go to emilyreaganpr.com slash quiz or check it out in the show notes. Back to the show. So we're doing this whole podcasting series on content because there are so many different options. We have speakers coming up with YouTube, social media, Reels. We have guest speakers on Canva organization and ICA research and podcasting. So stay tuned and make sure you hit subscribe to this podcast because we're going to go deeper with different platforms. So I have two major tips for you as a content manager. And these are really mistakes you should try to avoid. You know, you kind of have to get into the position and just act like you know what you're doing, even if you haven't managed it before. Your clients will be so impressed if you come to that kickoff call and you go into content strategy. What is their strategy? It's important that you understand their audience and you create goals and you plan out how you'll achieve those goals. So in my business, I'm tracking the number of podcast downloads every month. I'm tracking the number of job leads that are shared with me. We had 70 last month in a membership of 100, right? So I'm tracking that so I can link these data points together and see patterns. So when you come to the table and ask your clients where this stuff is, you get access to it and you talk to them about their goals, they'll be so impressed. Our audience needs to see consistency. I mean, there's a reason that there's so much work out here. It's hard. It's hard to keep up with the content and do the really important things in our business. So you can alleviate that as a content manager. And stay up to date with all the algorithms, all the changes, all the new tools. That's just a perk to being in our work group because if you're with other freelancers who are telling you what's going on, it saves you time. Okay, your next big tip is to create a content calendar and stick to it. You've got to have a plan. Don't be winging it. If that first kickoff call, you should start planning ahead. You should teach your clients how to treat you and how to treat their content. It should never be a burning fire. That's when mistakes happen get ahead of the game. Don't even start posting anything for a few weeks until you get post approved, until you get in a good workflow. Like don't hit the ground running when you first get hired as a content manager. Take your sweet time and set yourself up for success and teach your clients how to treat you. You are not at their beg and call as a content manager. The third mistake is not measuring the success of your content, which is one of the core things we teach inside Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is reporting and tracking what happened. Clients just want to be in the loop and they don't want to be bamboozled with a surprise steep invoice, right? You've got to tell them how their content is performing. And this is also for you so you can make adjustments and improvements. So get a clear content strategy, be consistent with the content, have a plan and set up analytics to measure success. Bonus tip, stay up to date with industry trends and best practices. Get with a network of freelancers who are doing something similar so you can keep each other all informed. This will make you become a successful content manager. It's so fun when you are vision aligned with a client and you feel passionate about their business. I keep thinking of Shanti Zach, who shared in one of our podcasts that her first copywriting client was writing about foot problems in podiatry. No, that might not be everybody's thing. But, you know, we had a couple new Facebook group members come in and one of them was telling me how she has a background in yoga and exercise physiology. And I'm like, perfect. Your dream client might be someone in the health and wellness space. Maybe it is a fitness coach. Maybe it's a health coach. Maybe it's a nutritionist or an AIP coach or a keto coach. Maybe it's a pickleball client that keeps posting jobs for us. 
you can find a content client related to something you love and you feel passionate about and you could really love your life and have the ultimate job satisfaction. Or you could do something like I did and do a completely new industry. I didn't know anything about furniture painting. I am not a designer, but yet I attracted so many furniture painters and designers. I was doing their Pinterest I learned all about it. Now I can write about it. I think that's the journalist in me. I'm able to take in other information and then turn around and disperse it in an easy to understand way. And so now I know my client's content so well. I know their brand voice so well that I can just knock out these posts without them and I don't even need their approval. How should a freelance content manager price and package their services? Well, when it comes to pricing and packaging, it's very important that you consider your experience, qualifications, and the scope. Okay, so right out the gate, you're not going to have the most expensive rates when you don't have a lot of experience. Now, I know content managers who charge $2,000 a month. They write a couple scripts. They come up with some show title options, and that's it. Wouldn't that be a dream? But you have to work to that. You have to work to that level. So get your foot in the door helping with your clients now. First thing you need to do is determine your hourly rate. Really good content managers are going to be above $50 an hour. Corporate is going to be even higher. But also consider project rates. You might find it more helpful to bundle some of the deliverables together as a project. And then you can provide a clear expectation of the cost and the deliverables. A lot of business owners don't want to be bamboozled with that invoice that I was saying. They want to know, I'm getting so many blog posts a month. I'm getting so many TikTok videos a month. Project rates and packages work really well for content managers. The package is very similar to a project, except for you have multiple deliverables for that set price. But the nice thing about a package is you can include content strategy development and publishing and all of that. And don't be afraid to raise your rates for your existing clients because your value increases as you know their business. You take on more projects. As you get faster and more efficient, you should not get punished. Content marketing is considered value-based pricing, so you can easily charge beyond an hourly rate. You can price your service based on the value you're bringing to the business. If you know a blog will bring in 500 leads, if you have tracked that and can prove that, you can charge more. And this approach will help you earn more and get out of that hourly time tracking dungeon. So where do you find freelance content manager clients? Well, our Digital Marketers Workgroup has a ton of jobs related to inbound and content marketing, but referrals is the easiest way to find clients through word of mouth and through your immediate circle. So let your friends and family, your colleagues know that you're offering these specific content services and ask them, do the indirect ask, do you know anyone who may be interested? Social media is a great place. There are hashtags for hiring positions as well. I always see those on Instagram. There's also marketplaces like Fiverr, Freelancer, Upwork. I think you differentiate yourself over there by being an ongoing support with the content. Once you get your foot in the door and prove yourself, it'll be hard for them to let you go. There are some job boards like Indeed and FlexJobs and Remote.co for content manager listings. The cool thing is corporations need content managers too. So this doesn't have to just be in this freelance independent contractor realm that I work in. You can also cold email and cold pitch. A little bit harder, it becomes a numbers game. The more you send out, the more likely you have people who want to book a discovery call with you. But it's always best that you create a relationship first, I think, before you do the cold pitch. But Best thing you can do, having a professional looking website, high end marketing assets that go along with a high end marketing title like content manager, 
You can showcase your skills, your expertise, show that you know how to create content that looks good. If your website looks crappy and you don't have a blog, I would not want to hire you. So get the minimum up so it looks like you know what you're doing and this will attract potential clients. I think the hardest thing about being a content manager is really capturing your client's voice and knowing where to start when you're brand new. So give yourself patience, collect as much resources as you can and do your research when you're onboarding. And that's why you tell your clients that you're not starting right away. This is baked into your process. And yes, you do charge for it. Take the time to get to know their business, listen to their podcasts, listen to their lives, listen to their coaching calls, absorb it all. Otter is your best friend. You can always run the videos through there, listen fast, get the transcriptions and skim. You know, just creating content is pretty easy. You can just come up with random ideas all day long. I'm pretty dang good at it. I used to be a newspaper editor. I love designing and coming up with story editors. I think the hardest thing is to be strategic and tailored to your client's goals. So case in point, one of my furniture painters, Tracy, who I love and I love dearly, I've been working with her forever, felt so good to help her make her first $75,000 online. But yet we don't need to just publish any type of furniture. She has a very specific, whimsical style, very Mackenzie Childs. And so we don't need to put her in the broad red ocean of furniture painters who are all competing for like generic furniture painting advice. Since she has such a distinct style, which is also quite off-putting to a lot of people, we really try to tailor her content for that whimsical style. So our content is based on whimsical furniture painting tips. All our SEO words are based on whimsical or funky, bold, bright furniture. She is not your farmhouse girl. And that makes content so much easier for her. We've had to go back and create some strategic blogs and how-tos so people can learn what is the difference for a top coat? How do I prime and prep furniture? What do I need to know about furniture painting? And then she doesn't have to keep answering the same question over and over. But the people who are most likely to buy from her are the ones who want to learn to paint like her. So we think about what is the lowest hanging fruit What is the quickest way to get someone to purchase? What are those people really after? And what are they struggling with? There are so many furniture painting tips. We could just slap them all up there, but that doesn't do us any good. Her journey is to get into her membership where she teaches you how to paint this style. Amy Porterfield is a really good example. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but now all of her content lately has been based on very early buyer's awareness. She's talking about starting a side hustle, quitting your nine to five, like look at her book, Two Weeks Notice. She backed up and is narrowing in her content for the person who's going to be ready for her course in a few months, the person who's thinking ahead. So that is her strategy. It's really interesting when you watch people and you see what they're doing. And you can also watch other clients and see that they have no strategy. But here's the other problem with being a content manager. Your client cannot be everywhere. You cannot be all things to this client. You've got to get them to pick and prioritize so you know where to spend your time. If you're spread thin, if you're trying to be on all the platforms and you're not doing it well, you are not going to get results. You are not going to look good. And this content manager position is going to backfire. Your client can't be anywhere. Get them to choose one or two social media platforms and explain what's tertiary. For me right now, LinkedIn. I'll post there when I can, whatever, no pressure. It's just there, okay? And I'm cool with that. The biggest complaint I see about social media managers is she doesn't sound like me. 
My VA doesn't write like me. My social media manager doesn't sound like me. So what can you do? You've got to master their voice. There's tons of AI out there. I know of a couple of voice copywriting classes you can take, but really study their branding, listen to them, write it down, see what they're doing, ask them questions, develop a style guide if they don't have one already. It's going to be the biggest help for you so you can understand your client's voice, fit their tone, their style, and their language, learn how they say things, favorite adjectives, and include a list of like no-nos. What do they not say? And then collaborate, work with your client. Tell them when you're new to their business, they need to be hands-on. They need to be giving you constructive feedback so you can get better, so they can manage their expectations and you can learn. And that is why I always say pad in extra time, right? (laughs) I call it CYA time too. Make sure they approve. Okay, I hope this podcast was so helpful to you. I encourage you, take on the content manager job title. I know you can do it. I know you're probably already doing it. And if you are already doing it, please apply for our Digital Marketers Work Group. We're accepting applications. We'd love to have you. We'd love to learn from you and network with you. And we'd also love to send work your way. And if you're brain is just spinning right now. You're like, this sounds so great. I think I would love this because I'll tell you, I love it. The newspaper editor in me loves publishing a weekly blog for my clients. I love putting things out in the world. I like designing. I like writing. It feels so good. I like that I don't have to be in the video. I don't have to be in the photos. I don't have to take the photos. If you think this might be a line of work you want to do, it starts with the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. Put your name on the wait list and we will see you in October when it opens. All right, in the next episode, we're going to dive more into content so you can be a better content manager, help out your clients, be a good level one digital marketing assistant so you can move on up. If you found this podcast helpful whatsoever, would you please, please, please tag me on Instagram, send me a DM, and share it with a friend. And one more thing, I almost forgot. If you're not in my free Facebook group, come join us. That's the quickest way to get on my email list, not miss out on any material, and connect with me and other business owners and other freelancers. You can search on Facebook, Emily's Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant Lab, or you can join in the link below. Okay, I'll see you next week. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Hey, let's see if I can get this podcast done before the kids get home from the bus.